Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Class 1A Podcast. This week, it is just going to be me and Dylan breaking down everything that happened in episode 18 of My Hero Academia Season 5. Dylan, thank God this was an action-packed episode. As much as I love keeping up with the Todorokis from week to week, it felt good to see the big three, the my, I guess the UA big three back in action, right? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, the drama's all right, I guess. Like, it, it's good if they insert it here and there, but I was definitely ready for some action, and I think it paid off this episode for sure. I mean, let's be honest. I watch The Bachelor every single week. If I wanted drama, I'd go watch that. I'm here for my hero for some sick-ass quirks, some good fights, and some good moments. Don't get me wrong. I definitely love the emotional moments. Like, the little bit of the conversation Endeavor and Not Too Had at the End, perfect. But Deku using Black Whip successfully... Probably for the first time, I guess we can say he's used it a couple other times, but this is the first fully successful time. God damn, did that just make yeah, me remember that, why I love the show? It's just such a like cool and iconic like scene from here on out. Like just him like grabbing all the cards, just incredible stuff. Yeah. So I know we need to actually get through a couple of things before I talk too much about the episode. So if you guys are looking for my other My Hero Academia content, you can head over to youtube.com slash class 1A and check out a bunch of things we do. Dylan does awesome, really, really awesome 60 second in review videos of every single My Hero Academia episode. We do a bunch of anime recaps, lore, and kind of more evergreen episodes that are about should you read this manga and that. So go and check out that. We have a bunch of My Hero content and we're also live over on youtube.com slash class 1A right now as well. If on Saturday mornings, you want to stop by and actually join us and chat with us as we're recording the episode, you can always do that. It's a really fun time. We just kind of goof around half the time. So if you ever want to stop by and do that as well. Otherwise, as always, we are available on podcast services as well. YouTube, I mean, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to check it out, we're there. So make sure to find us on there if you want to listen on the go. But with that, let's jump into a very quick recap of everything that happened in episode 18 so we can start talking about this awesome episode. The episode starts off with a slightly longer than normal recap, refreshing us on all of the Todoroki family drama that happened in last week's episode. The actual episode kicks off with a flashback to a few years ago, after Endeavor captured a villain, and once he heads outside of the reporters, we see that the villain that appeared at the very end of episode 17 is standing there just staring at Endeavor very much, admiring him almost in a way, and it jumps back to kind of the turn to current time where he is talking about if Endeavor remembers him, that as soon as he got out of jail, he instantly started looking into Endeavor's personal life, and that this has been the only things he's clearly focused on since going to jail. And we see him pop trigger right at the same time as Natsu leaves the house. Fumi and Shoto fill Deku and Bakugo a little bit more in on the Toya situation. We learn a little bit more about him, that him and Natsu were close, but still not too much about how he actually died, which has been a pretty big thing in these last few episodes, and why Natsu feels the way that he does since they were so close. It's time for the work-study students to now head back to school, so they start to load up the car, and at the same time, elsewhere, we see Natsu get grabbed by the villain. Suddenly, Natsu um, is almost seen hitting the car due to the villain's quirk kind of trying to slam him into it, and Endeavor jumps out instantly to try and get the villain. Endeavor hesitates a little bit because of Natsu being captured, but the villain and him kind of have a conversation. Endeavor says that he remembers them, and the villain pretty much says, I want you to kill me. Endeavor continues to hesitate, so at that moment, all three students jump into action, remembering in their heads everything that Endeavor has taught them over their time of the work study, I guess over the one week that they've been there. Um, pretty much a big summary of the fight. It goes on, there's a lot of great scenes here, but in summary of what everyone does, Bakugo ends up saving Natsu from a train that's about to hit him. 
Deku saves multiple cars by jumping into the air and using Black Whip to slowly bring them down. And Todoroki ends up actually capturing the villain, first blasting with his fire and then freezing him and capturing him that way. And then after the fight, Natsu and Endeavor have a heartfelt moment, kind of. Not exactly where he's not fully forgiving him, but it seems that there was some kind of more personal connection developed there more than any other time. And Bakugo, of course, has to rub it in Endeavor's face that they ended up did beating Endeavor to a villain, which was kind of one of the other big points of the entire Endeavor agency arc, kind of signifying that, hey, this arc is probably coming to an end. The two big things, the family drama and the boys beating Endeavor to a villain have now been completed. So let's move on to the next part of the story. So I guess the first thing that I want to talk about, since I just said we're pretty much wrapping up the arc, let's say this arc to the very first time where they started working with Endeavor. What did you think of these three or four episodes? Was this one of your favorite shorter arcers? Was it just an okay one? How do you feel now that we're wrapping up the Endeavor Agency arc? So I'm trying to think of the other small arcs. Uh, so we had the school festival arc, right? Yep. It's, it's mostly like these lighthearted arcs are usually the, you know, like the shorter ones. So it's an interesting, it's interesting to see that like this was more serious, but also short. Um, I think I liked it. I think overall I liked it. Um, I think it's a cool like little insight into like what's going on with like pro hero society in terms of like what's Endeavor doing like, inter like, like at his agency itself. And then also we're kind of maybe wrapping up, keeping up with the Todoroki's. Maybe, maybe this is it. I don't know. Um, I, mean, it I like it. It feels like something's going to happen, right? I mean, pretty much the episode ends with Endeavor saying that, like, hey, you guys are, I mean, in his head, you guys are better off without me. So he just offers to buy them a new house pretty much and just continue to run away from his feelings. So it kind of makes it seem like Endeavor still hasn't truly realized why a lot of people don't like him, but it still kind of feels like a big step forward was made. So. I'd be surprised that if next week we had another 10, 15 minute segment of keeping up the Todoroki, but the story's still not over. We haven't learned anything more about Toya. That'd be the only thing else we'd learn this season, I think, is just more about the Toya situation now that uh, Bakugo and Deku know more about it. Maybe they question Shoto on it uh, later in the season or like kind of next week we see all the students are kind of getting back together and catching up and maybe having a conversation then about it. But outside of that, I don't think we're going to see Fiumi and Natsu any more times this season. Yeah. I mean, the only time I see that coming up, I guess, is like if there's like a weird heart to heart moment of where like Shoda reveals it to the whole class or something. But yeah. I, I don't know. That feels a little weird to like talk about like a, a dedicated from like an entire school. Um, so, yeah, I maybe maybe this is just going to be like it was last time of. All right, let's just take a break from family drama for a bit and eventually we'll come back. Yeah, but also, I mean, most of the family drama was at the beginning of this season. So, I mean, most of it's been in the same season that we've had little bit well, before. No, I, no, no we, we've had, like, every couple seasons, there's always, like, something going on with Endeavor and, and Shoto. I guess, yeah, with that uh, tournament arc, they had a little moment there. But I feel like we've had a lot more this season than any other season. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. So, I don't know. I, and, like, kind of my thoughts on the overall arc, because I, I did enjoy it. I mean... The school festival arc wasn't one of my favorites, so obviously I compared it to something like that. Even the USJ arc was a little bit shorter, and I'd say, yeah, um, I think USJ just because it was a little bit more iconic, it was obviously more yeah. favorable. But I think seeing this episode kind of as a good conclusion is really fun. It is seeing these three interact together. I think Bakugo's probably been at his peak this arc. 
a lot of his moments, I've been laughing at him more than ever. So I definitely think the characters, the combination, burning being introduced. I think there's a lot of new characters introduced that I loved. And it's obviously setting up for a lot bigger arc coming next. So I definitely think that it wasn't going to be one that I'm going to think back and always kind of treasure. But it's whenever I come back and rewatch season five, like shit, these episodes are a lot better than I remember them, which is always kind of a good place to be for an arc. Yeah, it, it is definitely one of those setup arcs of where like Horikoshi has to like take a step back and go, all right, well, I know I got like stuff planned. I have to like move forward, like uh, like character development and set some stuff up. So like this is what this is really for rather than being like this huge, incredible storytelling arc of like an interesting thing happening, which you got to have those, you got to have those uh, building arcs too. So, yeah, so I agree, but I think the biggest part of this episode, now that the arc's actually wrapped up is the fight that happened here. And a couple of the moments that were really cool. I think the first one I want to talk about is Zach using black whip. Oh yeah. This is the, like the first, first real time after he like swore off of it. And then it was only sworn off of it for like 48 hours and then a week. Yeah. Um, but it's sick. It was so sick, right? I mean, it's what we want. We want to see Deku using all these new quirks. I mean, a week kind of seems a bit quick for him to realize how to use an entire new quirk. But I mean, the logic of how they explain like, oh, the parallel processing, if you can do it with like the air blast that we kind of saw, you could do it with the um, black whip because in his mind, it's the same thing. So they at least tried to explain a way how we picked up a new quirk so quickly, which is good, but seeing it in action is so cool. It's going to set up for so many cool moments in the anime that just seeing him pull people in and capture people. I mean, what other combinations of the quirk? Because now that he seems to have black whip down, that means it's only a matter of time for the next quirk, emer- quirk emerges. And then we go from there and there and there, which is what gets me more excited because we already seen black whip be awesome. Now I just want to see what's next. Yeah, I mean, there's so many quirks that, like, you can't just, like, have them, like, like uh, spread out, like, in, like, a reasonable time. Because if you do, then you're, like, I know, like, 15 seasons into the show before he has them all, right? So I, I, I understand, like, they have to kind of speed it up a little bit. But, yeah, I, I am super excited to see the other ones. And Black Whip is just so cool. Like, it is so cool to see in action. And, I mean, obviously, it's an anime, so he has the shonen ability. So he goes faster. But, like, in this world... He is the successor of like the god of quirks. So it does make sense that he picks up things pretty fast. So like yeah. it's literally it's one of the second most powerful quirk in the world. So that is easier for him to learn it than other people would pick up a second quirk if that was possible. It does make sense. So we'll give him shit about it. But if you think about it that way, he is just a different breed when it comes to this kind of stuff. But even seeing Bakugo and Todoroki in action a little bit too, I mean it didn't seem like either one of them did anything new. They kind of had the moments of where they're really. I know. I, I would say I'd say everyone did something new and different. So the way that they approached it um, was really cool because they approached it in like they everyone switched their roles for this. Um, so so we'll start with Deku. So Deku was more on like the controlling aspect of like making sure that like stuff wasn't exploding with the scene. Right. Like mm-hmm. a, like kind of like crowd control. And he did that with Black Whip. Normally, that's a Todoroki thing. Normally, Todoroki uses his ice, kind of yeah. controls what's going on around. Um, Deku normally saves people, but Bakugo was actually the one saving someone this time, and that's, like, not his thing. Like, he normally doesn't, like, like, like he's not known for, like, saving, like, civilians, but he went out and, you know, saved a civilian for this one. Even, like, jumped in front of a train, which is super cool. 
Um, but he is normally the one going after the villain, being like the spearhead. But this time, Todoroki was the spearhead going after the villain. So they all kind of like switched roles and did something different, which I thought was super, super cool approach to the fight. That actually is sick. I did not even realize that. Kind of need to take a second to think about it. But that is cool. And it was all instantaneous, too. That like, hey, this is going to show that after a week, they're a smooth uh, machine that like, yep, they know who's going to be able to do what the quickest, how it's going to work best and kind of kicked right into action. Um, and speaking of kicking into action, I did love the kind of suitcase scene being shot out of the back and they all do it. But what the fuck is Todoroki's train and brawl looking thing do for him? So I think did you <laughs> see like he kind of has like the little metal thing that goes on his chest. Like obviously Baku has his godless, Deku has his godless. And they just like, well, Todoroki needs to do something too. So they yeah, put on like, like, a little yeah. metal plate. Does it do anything for him? It's like, yeah, give him the the bandolier, I guess. And I, yeah, I don't think it does anything. Does it like help, like maybe like regulate his body or something? Because it's metal, like it absorbs some of the cold. And he, like, I I don't know what it does, but it, I just like yeah. Casey pointed it, like my girlfriend pointed out when we were watching the episode together this morning, and I'm like, that's so true. Like, what does it do? But I think it was one of the, like, okay, we have to have the cool scene of all three of them suiting up. We don't have anything for Todoroki, so. Well, because he, he doesn't have him. a, he doesn't have a anything. He doesn't have a hero costume. It's just, it's just a school outfit, the school jumper. Maybe someone else knows better. Like, I'd love to get a comment like, no, you guys are totally wrong. Like, it does this huge thing that makes them ten times stronger. Like, I'd hope <laughs> so, but like at the same time, like explain that. Like, otherwise, it just looks like a little metal jacket. So I, that was just the one thing that I stood out as like just a random part of the episode. But that was also very kind of superhero movie ish. Which I enjoyed, like the suit, like the special suit kicking out, everyone putting it on quick as they go into action. I just loved a lot of moments about this fight. And even what? the approach of the villain, I think, is that where you're yeah. about to go into? Yeah, I, I wanted to talk about the villain because the villain was, it's actually scary, like actually like a pretty scary villain. Um, I, I think, I think we haven't, it's been a really long time since we've gotten a really serious villain who's like actually seemed like a real threat. And, and ending, his name was Ending, right? Yeah, it was ending. Ending seemed like a real, actual like villain. It wasn't like a comical villain or anything like that, or like not even like a reserved villain. It was just like this is someone who is just insane. And like a lot of like the super close up shots with like the shaky camera and stuff. Um, I really loved it. I thought it was really cool. Well, it just he seemed unhinged. So yes. many other villains that we run into kind of generally seem to have shit together. I mean, Overhaul did up until the very last moments. But he always kind of seemed in control and knew what he was doing. And when a villain seems kind of more composed, it always seems like, okay, the heroes are going to be able to think through it. They're going to be able to guess what the villain's going to do and kind of think about like their actions. But when you go against someone unhinged like this that wants to die, you can't predict what they're going to do. So that's what makes them such a good villain, even though there is no setup for him. We got like 20 seconds last week. We got the two-minute backstory this week. And that's all we need to know about him is that for years now, he's been thinking about Endeavor. He wants Endeavor to kill him, and he'll do whatever it takes to really get to that point. And that is what I loved about him. I mean, again, he isn't going to be something that stands out to me that I'm going to think back and give him a top 10 rating in the My Hero show. But when I go and watch this episode again, I am going to feel that same anxiety of the heroes fighting him because he is just off his fucking rocker. And I love that in a villain. Yeah, I really like so like his quirk being able to manipulate the the like what was it like the the lines like the paint on the painted like, lines on the road. 
So yeah. I think those are called like end lines or something like that. Like in a different language, I think they like end up something mm. that rather than road lines, which is why it's called endings. Because it sounded familiar when they called them that, but go on. But that was yeah. quirk, which is so weird. Yeah, it's definitely a weird quirk, but I did like how they use it. Like even like his costume, like had like some of them wrapped around him. And I really liked when he like pulled up the arrow and was using it kind of like a blade. Like, I don't know, I thought that was kind of like a cool, like weird, like twist on it. Um, which I, I think goes back to like a conversation that we had like probably a couple months ago at this point of like, what what's with like these weird quirks that like are very specific to things in society? Like, how does that even work? Because like uh, we had the journalist at the beginning of season four who had the cameras, but like cameras aren't like an innate thing in the world, like fire or an explosion, right? Yeah. So, like, why does he have, cam- like, how does that quirk work? How does that manifest? Or how does, like, his manifest of where, like, it's very specific to society that you have to have painted lines on pavement for this quirk to manifest? Yeah. Because, I mean, it's only been a couple of general. So, when quirks came to be, society was already at that point. So, maybe yeah. based on the emotions, like, thoughts and, like, we don't know, like, when people were born with quirks, they're, like, their first generation of people that are born with quirks. So, maybe originally the first generation was, like, based off of, like, things they've... Like, maybe his great-great-grandfather was once a road painter or something like that. Like, we have no idea, like, where these original quirks kind of come from. Because the first one was just a baby glowing. Like, obviously, that baby didn't think of anything. And then the next generation, next random person that had it, maybe their parent did something with fire or something with ice, and that's kind of how the first generations came from, because their body, and when the kid was, like, pre- like when the wife was pregnant, they were around that element or something, like, we but, know but that, so little about the origins yeah. of quirks. Yeah. I was, but, like, some of those seem, like, they make sense, and they're, like, innate things, right? Like, if you say you can control fire, it's like, oh, I that makes sense. It's just fire. But, like, yeah. this is, like, yeah, b- painted lines on a road. <laughs> It is weird. I think they I think they keep it as vague as possible to allow these kind of villains to kind of come yeah. up. They give variety because yeah, otherwise, if you kind of have to explain away a lot of things of how it comes to, like, you could never explain how this quirk comes to be. Like, yeah. there is so little ways, unless you kind of go with my theory and say, like, yep, this is a quirk family past and passed down because the very first one invented the road lines or something kind of like that. Like, that's the only way you could explain this in a very bullshit kind of way. So by not explaining it, or even like we talked about Monoma's quirk a couple of weeks ago of like, oh, what would happen with this one? Or like with the, if they ever use the lizard girl's quirk from 1B, like, would he be able to do that? It's not a stockpiling quirk, really. Like if you explain too much of that, the magic goes away and it doesn't feel like a world where anything can happen. But by having us who've watched everything, pretty much read all the side mangas, everything, and still have no idea how the hell this could possible is what makes the show so great, I think. Yeah, I know. I want to stick with the theory, though, that like his family was just all road painters like nope. for generations. And he's actually probably insane because he doesn't want to do the job. But like his quirk basically forces him to. So he has to take it out in some other way. And I mean, do we think so? Like he has a black stuff and like the white stripes on his face. Like, do we think that like that's actually what his body looks like? Or do you think he just kind of went into it? Um, a little extra painted it on. I think he was just being extra because his hands don't have that so it looks like it's like a, a bodysuit it looks like he's wearing a bodysuit with like just a mouth and eye cut out um but it's also weird because he was hanging out in prison with that like yeah 
it, it, so like I've, it, it just makes more questions but like i i assume like in the my hero universe they just let like it's let people do whatever they want like live your life it just makes me happy to think that he wakes up each day retouches up all this makeup and stuff kind of touches up the white lines make sure that the person yeah. is straight and then he goes out and kills people like that's just <laughs> that just kind of makes me feel a little bit happier about this but I think one other thing that stood out to both of us, we talked about this a little bit in the pre-show, is Bakugo potentially having a hero name and confirming that Bakugo is not his hero name. So that's what we've always known it as. Whatever it was, like Lord Mortar Explosion yeah. is what his very first one was. So that obviously got shut down by everyone, but we haven't heard anything about it since. But this episode that he said, he doesn't want to tell Deku, he doesn't want to tell Todoroki because he wants someone else to know. Do you have yeah. a couple of ideas who that could be? Okay. So I think the first first suggestion um, is probably All Might, right? Because he's like, he looks up to All Might. So I, I, I could assume it would be All Might. Yeah, maybe he wants to hold on to it to the day where he believes he's surpassed All Might. And at that point, he said, hey, I'm stronger than you now. You can call, you have to call me this or something like that. Kind of a more yeah. of a... I'm better than you vibe now. Like, yeah, like kind of like putting in his face, but like he still looks up to him. So like that's the person he wants to wait for. Okay. What else do we got? Let's let's go through all of them. Then we can kind of talk through the logic of which one makes most sense. Okay. Next next up, we have Best Genist because he did his uh, his work study. Was it work study or yep. was it uh, internship? Yeah, one of them. He did it with Best Genist. One of the two. Yeah. All right. And what else? Any other last else? one? Yeah, the last one. Hear me out. Here's here's my wild theory. He's saving it for the League of Villains or, or One for All. So the reason why is because when he was like stolen away from uh, from the camp or whatever, and they had him in the bar, they were like trying to basically turn him into a villain. They were like, why don't you come over to our side? And this was the moment where we were like, oh, Baco actually could do this. And then he instantly was just like, absolutely no way. I will never join you. Like, like, like spits on them, essentially. Um, amazing scene, very, very cool moment, my hero, but I could see him saving it for this and going like shoving it in their faces that same way on like, you know, this is, this is my real hero name and I'm here to stop you. Like that would be a sick scene. As much of a stretch as that is, I do love it. It makes sense. It definitely won't be for all for one. Cause I, I don't even know if Dak Bakugo will even fight all for one. I think There'll be, I think, all of like Class 1A will be like fighting off the League of Villains, and then it'll be Deku versus All for One, or some kind of like that, because that's kind of the faded matchup is between those two quirks. So I don't think it makes too much sense for Bakugo to really be there, but maybe if he fights Shigaraki or Dobby or someone kind of like that and say, like, hey, you guys didn't believe in me, now I'm going to be the one, and now blank, I'm going to be the, I'm blank, and I'm going to be the one to take you down, would be a really sick-ass moment. Um, I think All Might... I mean, I think Best Genus does make sense a lot as well, though. I mean, we saw it's someone that Bakugo thinks about somewhat often, and Bakugo doesn't think about other people very often. We saw yeah. him have the tablet earlier this season at the Christmas episode where Best Genus was announced missing or whatever. Um, we've seen him multiple other times kind of calling back to his experiences there and that it seemed to have some kind of impact on him. And then he calls back to, I don't remember exactly the line what it is, but that like, hey, you need to calm down a little bit um, and you'll be a great hero. Or there's some like kind of life lesson that he gave Bakugo that Bakugo seems to hold on to. So I think it's one of the few people that Bakugo kind of admires outside of All Might. But I think one of those two 
make the most sense, but there needs to be more All Might and Bakugo like kind of relationship development for it to really feel like it pays off there. Yeah, but I, I think it will because like there we always like every every season we get a little bit more with them. Like, yeah, it's probably like through Deku, but like All Might still step steps aside a little bit and like gives special attention to Bakugo still. Um and, and like still acknowledges and it, he's included so. in all the conversations now like clearly he's in that inner circle now so that only gives kind of more interactions and chances there and more than likely we'll see Baku versus Deku part three I mean we've seen two of them I mean I would be surprised if there wasn't a third because it doesn't really feel like that's fully come to a conclusion they're at a better state now but they're by no means done fighting especially I think Baku will want to try to prove himself when Deku has three or four quirks. So even now that he sees he has Black Whip, he's like, all right, I want to fight you again because he feels like uh, Deku's stronger now because he has control of two quirks instead of just one. So, mm -hmm. and I think that could also be a really good chance for maybe a reveal to both of them at once. Like, I I mean, I maybe Makuo is just being a dick and maybe he does end up telling Deku um, one of the first people to or Deku's there when it does happen. So I don't completely believe that Deku's not going to be it because of how kind of intertwined their relationship is that I could see Deku still like having it revealed to him as well. It would just definitely be a really good, maybe not conclusion to like their relationship, but at least like a big, big milestone for it. But anything else we want to touch base on quickly before we wrap up the episode? No, I, I think uh, just get hype for whatever the next arc is going to be. Yeah, so next week seems to kind of be like probably a recap episode. I, it is canon. Next week's episode is canon, even though it kind of looks like everyone's like, oh, everyone's back from the work studies and just chilling. Like, no, I think it's just a chance that it's kind of that transition um, chapter between arcs. So that, okay, everyone's back, we're all good. And then they give like one or two little tie-ins to what the next arc is going to be in, and then we jump into that story. So it is canon. It's not another beach episode. Um, but I guess with that, let's jump into the Plus Ultra Award. So obviously it's just you and me today. So, James is gone. So, we did get his write-in. Yeah, so we got his write-in. Let's get that and tear it apart, and then we can talk about ours. No, we'll, we'll yeah. go through all of ours. We can talk through them a little bit. But, James's Plus Ultra Award for this week's episode was Endeavor. Which would like, have... What? Awful. Awful. Awful choice. I don't know why he would choose Endeavor. I, the only thing I could see is if this message from him was actually a typo and he meant Endeavor's driver. I, he it, did more. I mean, Endeavor hesitated to stop the villain, didn't even do anything to save his own son. Part of it was because he was afraid his son was going to have feelings. Like, okay, but what if Natsu died? Like, yeah. he, he's never going to forgive you if he's dead as well. And then at the end of the episode, he's like, you know what? I learned something this episode, so I'm just going to run away, buy you all a new house, and never talk to you again. Because that's how people deal with issues. By sitting in a big house alone and just brooding. Like, no! He had, <laughs> he didn't really get anywhere. He got a little bit of ground with Natsu and got nothing else this episode. Yeah. Terrible pick. Awful, terrible pick. awful, terrible pick. Dylan, what's yours? Okay, so I thought a lot about this, and... It is no, it is, it is no surprise to anyone that I'm a, a very big Bakugo fan, but I think I have to give it to Bakugo for this, just because like the the three contenders for this were the big three here. I think that was easily the contenders for for being the the plus ultra for for this for this episode. Which, if I had to rank them, it might be Deku, um, because of Black Whip, 
Uh, Todoroki didn't stand out, but he was just doing cool stuff. But Bakugo just had a lot going on. So one, um, I just been really appreciating his like mix between like humor, saying like the elephant in the room, um, and just being a really good like supporting character for this whole thing. Like he's just a really good character to have, like even if he's not the the limelight. Uh, so he's he's been killing it. Uh, and during this, like he went out of his normal comfort zone of like like going right for the villain to go and save someone instead. And I thought that was super cool. I definitely thought that was going above and beyond. And that's why I gave it to Bakugo. I agree. I have to give it to Bakugo again. I know we gave it to him last week. But these like last two episodes have been my two favorite Bakugo humor episodes ever. I mean, I think he, like I said earlier this episode, he is at peak Bakugo right now. I have loved him more than ever. And I think Todoroki going and capturing a villain. I think Deku saving people. While impressive that he used Black Whip, we all knew he was going to get control of Black Whip already. Nothing like that seemed out of thing, but it's the fact that Bakugo went out of his way to save someone when he could have easily just went and got the villain is plus ultra because that is so much farther out of his character's kind of spectrum than what the other two did this episode. Even though they all did kind of different variations of what they normally do, this was still a huge thing for them. So. That's why I have to give it to him as well. I want to try to find someone. Deku would be number two for me because he did do Black Whip. He did do it instantaneous. And that is a very big thing for him that in in only a week he mastered a quirk. But again, as I said earlier, he is basically the successor of God of Quirks. So anything that he does is always going to be brought down just a little bit because that's what's expected of him as he's a shonen main character. So it's a little unfair for him. But either way, both had great episodes. Everyone had great episodes except for Endeavor, really. So yeah. I just don't agree with that pick at all, James. But yeah, please tear James down in the comments below because uh, he deserves it. <laughs> I agree. But with that, let's wrap up this week's episode of the Class 1A podcast. Thank you all so much that tuned in watching live, watching on YouTube now, or checking us out on podcasting platforms. Wherever you are watching, please make sure to like, subscribe, leave five-star reviews, or also go over and interact with us on Twitter or Instagram at twitter.com slash class1a pod or instagram.com slash class1a So make sure to go and hang out with us over there. Otherwise, we will be back next Saturday to go over everything that happened in episode 19 of My Hero Academia, season five, episode 19. Thank you all and see you later.